Hello, people of Vibe Check. <laughs> it's been a minute. Yep. I'm just here to deliver a short message. One, very exciting news. We've moved on to Apple Music and Spotify too. So check us out there at Vibe Check and at Plays Playlist. Also, sadder news. This is our last episode of the first season. It's a, with a brilliant, brilliant person, Lawrence. So make sure to follow him and check him out and his pages as, as well. Um, yeah, just want to say thank you to everyone that's been supporting us. Um, thank you to everyone that's come onto the show. Uh, so much love, appreciation. Um, just want to say thank you. We mean that from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, it's been exciting. It's just dope. We've got a lot more in store for you on next season. So um, I'm just going to keep it hush from there, innit? But yeah, peace out. <laughs>
So, as always, we always um, ask our guests to send us the song they most recently listened to. And yours uh-huh. was No Remorse by Kai Cash. Yes. Um, which is a banger because I, I, can't, I can't remember what the sample is called, but it's a, it's a quite well-known um, reggae tune. And it bangs. It bangs. So I was I gassed when I heard this. Um, so, yeah, man, where did, you, where did you find this tune? Who is this and where did you find it? Um, I again, I've not checked his like discovery or anything like that. It's just something. It was a new release track, um, on the app on the music app that I use, and I just played it, and I was like, "Oh, this resonates. <laughs> this resonates." Um, it was as simple as that, and you know, I just it just kept you know well I kept repeating it every now and then. you know you just wake up in the morning for it you know you're about to shower. Like, okay, cool. What song am I going to start with? Do you know what? I've been feeling this one a lot recently. I'm going to start with that one. And it's just every time I play it over and over and over again, I'm like, ooh. ooh. I also love that song. I've been listening to that as well. Don't worry. That was an accident. We'll get to that one. We'll get to that one. Yeah, it was just a random find um, on Tidal. And yeah, kind of. Oh, you're a Tidal man. Tidal user. Oh, so this is interesting. Fair enough. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Are you paying for the hi-fi sound? Or are you paying for the regular membership? Well, I was paying for that. I'm paying for the regular membership. Let me answer the question. Okay. Okay. Hey, listen, man, I was on hi fi for a bit still. I tried really have it. the fancy headphones, yeah. I tried it. I was like, eh, I mean, I... it's not worth it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not worth it. It's like, like, yeah. you have headphones and everything, it's great. You can really hear the difference. But 100%. is it £20 worth of difference? No. Not really. Not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. Um, Any decent pair of headphones does the trick, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, hey. Props to Jay-Z, he's making money. Anyway. <laughs> so this brings us into what we like to call the song selection section. This is where we send our guests a list of questions and they get to answer three of those questions uh, with songs. So the first song that you sent us was Everything That Isn't Me by Lucas Graham. Yes. So this, this was a very tricky song, but I, I want to say that this is a song that has helped you creatively. I'm saying this is a song that relates to how you first went to theatre. Ooh! I got the same one, Ben. And the answer is... And the answer is... One second, sorry. Let me just remember what I wrote down. Let me just get it up. Um, everything, um, everything that... Des- what was it? A song that describes my career. Oh! Okay. Right, okay. Interesting. Now it's fun. Mm. What? How? Go on. <laughs> right. So, you know, we I think me and Aruna, we, we talk quite often about, mm. well, not quite often, but every now and then there's a conversation about progression and essentially understanding that this is a, it's a natural, it's a natural thing. Each day will essentially be different. Of course, you will have your core values and all of these different things, but there are certain things that you know that you can't essentially change but you struggle to accept that. And for example, for me, I'm not, ex- you know, I'm not exactly in the, in the field or in the, um, 
what's the in the industry per se but i've had my i've had my go and i stopped my toe in the basement every now and then i'm like yep yeah, don't like it i'm gonna stick my toe back up um, and you know we have our reasons and there's one thing that we i'm sure me and aruna talked about is the depiction of the ends in in, <laughs> in art in general and it's always this feeling of just this isn't this isn't what it really is there is no sense of exploration of yeah. you know the the truths in ends for example it's just very this is this this is that and again i feel like i'm bare enough but with how it relates to my career it's knowing that i i have i feel like i have a story that i want to tell and it's not only my story it's it's a story it's a collective story and right. it's it's this doubt that we have with expressing that and those reasons like for example in a song everything that is um uh the lucas graham song it's for me you sort of have to accept that okay this is who i am at the end of the day yeah. essentially and where i am right now i can no longer apologize for that and as much as i want to be in the industry as much as i want to do certain things as much as i want to create this amazing you know world and blah 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 blah, all of this stuff i know right now i'm not there and i have to be like okay that's perfectly okay and again you know the topic of the song is totally different to my meaning of it mm. but that's just how i feel towards it and also i just love Lucas Graham. interesting yeah, yeah. Especially that you love Lucas great. So this is gonna veer off the, this is it's very serious. Like I wanna delve more into what you're speaking about, but mm. I did not <laughs> like this song. <laughs> 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 I'm for you like that. Listen. Enough, when, enough. You know what? Because I was listening to it while I was doing other stuff today. Mm. And at first I thought you said a song from the Hamilton soundtrack. I was like, that's a bold move. Didn't expect that from Lawrence. <laughs> it's not from the Hamilton soundtrack because it sounds like something that what's his face? Eliza! Um, no. <laughs> no, no, no. What's his name? Lin, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda. Miranda who, I have no clue who that is. Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I guess I don't want to know. <laughs> he's, he's the person that like wrote and did part of the music for Hamilton, the musical. Right. Um, the original one and then performed in it which I recently watched on Disney Plus and was very shocked at how how not great his performance was in a ensemble of <laughs> 20 plus people um, but <laughs> there's that one performance he's got a song I don't know even I assume the song's called Eliza and it really stands out the the disparity between him and the other cast vocally and that's who I thought this song, <laughs> that's what I thought this song was. It's, it's not great. So, I mean, it, oh my God. Lucas, he might, he might have other songs that I'm going to have to check out. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you it's not this one. It's a group. It's a group. Uh, it's oh, is it a group? So there's multiple of them that have allowed no, that to happen. No, that's no, interesting. It's, it's one man singing, but, but it's, uh, it's a group. I'm sure you've heard their songs before. I was... Um, that's how I even got into listening to them. You've heard of Seven Years, right? One thousand. Yeah, yeah, years. yeah. Right. Okay. That oh, song okay. I kept playing over and over again. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, okay. I one day I just thought, you know what? Let me actually just listen to this. And then I checked out okay. his album. I was like, ooh, checked out his other work. I was like, 
Ooh. All right, fair. So yeah, maybe maybe getting a different mood, man. Yeah, right? just Something just not this one. Hey, look, man, I was shocked that it was Hamilton. It wasn't Hamilton, but it was the same kind of vocal quality, and that's all I have to say on the matter. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I do want to speak to you about. <laughs> I do want to speak to you about like um, collective identity, just because you were speaking about that in terms of like, I guess us telling our stories. <laughs> And like, mm. I, well, that's where I took it. That's 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 what I think of. Do you? Because there's uh, there's there's something that's come uproot. Has anyone seen like the tweets mm-hmm. for that at the moment? Mm-hmm. Uproot. Mm. So that's like basically, it looks like black owned black owned people, people from London, uh-huh. being in control of the narrative that we we like we tell. Right. And, yeah. I don't know if it just ends. I don't know because it's literally just come out as a tweet. But I'm interested to see. So, do you think that we need like more? Do you think that we're in a place that we've got more people coming out where they're saying, "Okay, let's tell our collective story" and not go to the so-called gatekeepers for that? Um, are we are we coming out more? Are we more? Are we being more vocal with? Uh, expressing our collective stories um i think yes uh again i can't speak for everyone who who's you know who looks like me and is in you know my field or in any other art field but i feel as though there's a sense of uh uh, introspectiveness going on with with a lot of people right now and i think we kind of just go okay who am i as an individual when naturally when you when you question yourself or you question the things that you believe you go okay there are certain things that i have in common with a number of people and that naturally gives you the confidence to i guess want to share more about yourself and i feel like that's what's going on right now i feel like people yeah. feel connected more and more and yeah it's, it's great because even how we started uh you know talking again it was just oh, okay start talking about spoken word and all of this and we're just like oh wow we're in a you know we we have a similar passion and i guess that the topics that we want to discuss or explore in our fields are similar as well so it feels as though we're doing it together even though totally separate pieces of work totally different styles or whatever but it feels connected um yeah. so yeah to answer your question i feel like there is a uh, for lack of a better term, an, an uprising, um, and I love it. I love yeah. it. <laughs> real, uh, real quick before we go on to the next song, um, <clears throat> you spoke you spoke briefly about how like you feel that the the perception of of ends in in popular media culture hasn't necessarily been like accurate to say the least. Like, mm-hmm. but but of the things that you've seen, what would you say is is the most, or for you, was the most accurate depiction of of, of ends? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me on that one. Um, all right, okay. Uh, not necessarily a a depiction of ends, but I would say because it's the first thing that popped into mind, and my every my every part of my body is just telling me go here. It's the Untouchables. It's a French film, and. Yeah again totally different from i mean it's it's the hood but totally different from uh from my hood in a sense that the focus isn't there mm-hmm. 
no, that's not the point I was mad to make. But the point is, the focus isn't on the ends itself. It's on the people who live there mm-hmm. and how they react to that, if that makes sense. So I feel as though the the popular thing to do now is just kind of like, okay, cool. This area hates this area, even though, yeah, we understand these things occur. But it almost seems to end there. And it's like there is no exploration into the reasons why these characters choose to, I guess, venture down a path that, we, the audience, see as what the fuck are you doing? Sorry, I don't know if you can swear. Yeah, oh yeah. No, All right, we can. Okay. <laughs> oh, we can't. Okay. Um, okay but it's... you can. You can. Oh, you can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> can relax now. Uh, so, it's it's for me. It's more. It's more than just ends. Like we, there are there are ends everywhere, and we need to know the people who live in these areas. And I feel like that's how you actually tell their stories. Mm-hmm. You go, these are the people that live there and their circumstances doesn't necessarily define who they are as individuals. You know, the, the acts that they may engage in, is just a behavior. It's okay, these, they act in this way. It's a symptom, that's not the problem. And then the problem, well, actually, I'm not, you know, disclose the problem. I'm, I'm trying to make a lot of money out of that. But, um, but yeah, we, we, we know. We know the reasons why people behave the same way. We just, we just know so, socially. Socially, this is just how things are. But we don't... Okay, I'm, I'm just tired of seeing hood movies and hood stuff, really. I, I've been tired of it for a while. And I feel like, yeah, it's, we need more stories about individuals. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's how we really find out the truth. Mm. The, the yeah. way, like, I just want to feed off of that real quickly, real quickly, is that, I, do you know in Top Boy, mm. Little Sims' yeah. character, yeah. her, I wanted to know her story more. Because I was like, that's a witness. She's just witnessing what's going on, happening around her. Like, mm-hmm. and she's taking care of a, of a mother of, you know, like, I just wanted to know more about that person. So I feel like, going into that direction of like, who's there and you know, it's not just hood. It's just like, it's his daily life for some of us. So I hear you, I hear you. Right, the second song was Skanking Sweet by Chronix. For those of you lot who've watched episode two with Michael Ajel, you will recognize this song because he used it as well. Um, And if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Uh, Mm -hmm. I want to say that this is your shower song. I'm saying the same thing. I'm saying the same thing. Wow. Ugh. How can you guys reduce such a beautiful song to such... <laughs> to such... It's just no, a got, shower. Pitch, you got to lather yourself up. No, Slow, yeah, no, wow. no, Slow no, with yourself. No. Wow. Hey, ain't, nobody, ain't nobody got time to, to do all of that when you got to wake up at six in the morning. No, sorry, just <laughs> a shower. <laughs> These are the efficient oh, things. That's it. Ain't nobody got time for that. Um, no, you're, you're all wrong. It's a song that sums up, no, uh, it's a, so, yeah, a song that sums up my work. Interesting. Okay. I am Interesting. getting so spun right now. I'm I know. learning so Because I, w- I want to say, I don't expect that because I think you, you, for me, are someone that has like lots of different fingers and lots of different pies and mm. the art you produce is multifaceted mm. in so many different ways. So I'm really interested to see where this one's going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so something I've mentioned to Aruna before is how I, I like to, well, I guess, I, well, yeah, I like to separate myself from my work. 
that makes sense. So I, I tend to look at myself as Lawrence who writes, Lawrence who acts, this and that. And it's, it's uh, for me, it's a healthy uh, diso disassociation, if that's the word. Because um, it, it allows me to, to one, you know, listen to constructive criticism well enough and not take it personally, because I don't feel as though that person is shaming me or, you know, being, you know, constructive about me per se it's about my work and mm. again it's easier said than done because you know when you <laughs> spend eight hours of your day just on your computer <laughs> and then someone tells you no it's terrible you're like really so i i feel as though the the fact that i'm able to just look at something and say, for example, acting and go, I really enjoy acting. This is obviously, I have my own little story of how I got there. We all have our stories. Uh, but this is something I really enjoy. And I feel like this is just another way we can communicate to other human beings of what it truly means to be human or what I believe it truly means to be human and the importance of connectiveness and the importance of just communication. So with the song, uh, if you've seen a video, you know, it's, it's three different stories and it's just so beautiful. And it's like these, these people have nothing in common uh, besides the fact that they're all human beings and whatever. It's just a feel good feeling. And despite, despite the, the struggle that they all face, there's a, there's a, there's a feeling of, I guess, trust within themselves. To kind of say, do you know what, this is, this is the life I live in. This is how I'm going to, I guess, get through it. Not necessarily deal with it, but just live with it and make the most of it. Um, and I don't think I've answered your question, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you have done like, But yeah, no, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just, it's something I like to look at as, you know, I want to I wanna try, diff try different things and I go, okay, cool. There's a lot I can share. I'm just trying to find the best way to share it. That's mm. yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Find the best way I feel will connect well with people, mm. and that's it. Yeah. Interesting. It's a really interesting take on it. Like, yeah. I think that this association with your art is a very interesting practice mm. because I think that's something that I like actively try to avoid because I find that when I disassociate, I don't. Don't know what that was. I'm gonna start that again. Yeah, it can't. <laughs> uh, uh, I was say I find the the disassociation element of your work really interesting because mm -hmm. it's something that I actively try not to do. Because mm -hmm. um, I find that when I disassociate, I seem, I tend to not care as much. But I suppose mm -hmm. it can also have the exact same effect that you're talking about, which will enhance it. And I wonder, is that something that you like actively like right i'm going to start doing this and see if it works or is it something you just kind of realize yourself doing and then assess that i suppose um there i, I won't be able to answer that directly per se because i don't know exactly when it all became a thing i just realized okay the minute i'm done with my work i'm done with my work there's a, hmm. there's a thing of, I, I know the, the things that I write about and the things that I, I guess, want to explore, they're very, I guess, in-depth topics and mm -hmm. they take a lot from me emotionally and mentally. And 
that's why you know well that's not why but I like to have other things that I do for example just randomly going to the gym or tidying up my room or whatever it is I like to have this thing where I go once I've poured myself out to my work and I genuinely felt it that no longer has control over how I feel the next few steps which are I guess the the third and fourth and final draft if you want to call it they're very much more they're much more um uh, how do I structure this also and it and it comes from a place of okay if I was an audience watching this or listening to this how would I take this in and I don't think that's me necessarily associating myself with my work I just feel like okay this is like I said the first draft will be me pouring my heart out and I'm like oh this is fun and messy and it's just as a curious person it's just like okay cool how, how do we you know mess this around and not mess this around but how do we make this make sense how do we um I guess formulate our words to well, how do I formulate my words to make sense of myself really mm -hmm. like I half of the stuff that I write at times I'm like I don't know how on earth I wrote that like there'll be times when no literally most of the work that I've written I'm just like when and who why would where did I get that inspiration like, da -da 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 -da. like it was just <laughs> but it's something that I feel automatically like once I read it I'm like okay I, I get where you're going with that or I you know I have different thoughts and it just it naturally just leads me somewhere else it's not it's not given to me like I feel as though my work isn't something that I I try to impose on other people I feel like it's just something I'm like listen I respect your intelligence enough to 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 interpret it however you want to interpret it mm -hmm. and for me that's how i just go like i said with the first draft get it all out stress myself over it pull my hair right now i want it to sound this way and i want it to sound this way and then after all of that's done i go oh god that was draining i want to do something else now. <laughs> that's, so mm. it, it's it's a constant it's an ongoing thing i don't think you can ever be certain in this, 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 uh, this associating yourself, I struggle with that word, um, <laughs> from your work. But mm. naturally, I feel you have to feel as though this isn't who you are. Don't, mm. I don't identify with my work. I feel I can always get better and get better and get better and enjoy it more. And if I have fun reading my work, that's enough for me. That's so good, man. That's, yeah. that's so, so, so good. <laughs> yeah. True. How does how does that like mentality apply when you're when you're acting? Because I feel like with acting, mm. it's a bit it's a bit harder because a your your physical body is involved in the space and, and, mm -hmm. and moving as the character and so on and so forth. And obviously, as well, like a lot of people will use um, memories or, or experiences or feelings or emotions mm. um, and then place them into the character as well. And like that that mm. can lead to a lot of people feeling like they're very very connected to this being that they've created in a way. So like, how does yeah. that this association? God, that, that is hard to say. Um, <laughs> how does that? How does that mindset? <laughs> how does that mindset work for you when you're acting? Um, ooh, how does how does that work for me when I'm acting? Mm. Uh, again, I I think when we when we did uh, the 24 hour theatre challenge thing, mm -hmm. I there's I remember the, the the one of the characters that I was playing. You know, I think one of the the directors mentioned about how. Like you play this a bit too well, you know this this creep. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and yeah. yeah, and I'm like, this is this is something, not that I'm necessarily um, ashamed or proud to say, but it's I've done that. Mm. I know what it's like to make someone else feel comfortable. 
we all have some people just aware of it some people are aware of it and have accepted it and I feel as though for me I go there are there are many areas in my life where I uh, where I lack and there are many things that I don't know and there are certain things that I go I know all too well but isn't me so with the acting I always again I always go into it like oh this is gonna be fun what have we got for me today and then we read it and I go okay cool what sort of emotion can I apply to this not necessarily how does this character remind me of myself or how does this character remind me of someone else I go this person's trying to make this person uncomfortable I may not I may never been in that exact same situation but I know what it means to be uncomfortable I mean I, I work with kids um so like with acting it's just i i just like to go what what is what is the feeling what is the feeling and i try to bring myself back to that feeling and again like i said once once curtains are down never touching that again sort of thing you can just be healthy and just keep moving forward really um yeah that's it honestly that's it thank you (laughs) Right, the last song uh, is Corday Family Matters. Um, and because you've spun me so much. Featuring Aaron Ray. So, featuring just Aaron Ray, thank you. Thank you, <laughs> yeah. correct. Featuring Aaron Ray. Um, because you've spun me so much, I genuinely don't know what, what this is. Um, <laughs> that was my whole plan. I'm going to say this is a song that inspires you. Okay. I Wait. had a song that's helped you creatively. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I just want to get one right because I can't. <laughs> I uh, really... Look, man, you're in my territory here. You can go, oh, you can go zero for free. Right. <laughs> 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 Welcome to my life. <laughs> you know what? We accept it as it comes. It's fine. If it happens, it happens. I'm saying it's your theme song. Ooh. Ben's right. Yes. No, no. <laughs> I only want to get one for this whole episode. <laughs> Dubs only. Dubs only. All right, all right, all right. All right. Oh. How has this song inspired you or helped you creatively? Sorry. Um, actually, it's his entire album. Amazing album. Okay. Like, uh, like oh. Um, Family Matters for me. Anyone, anyone who's you know spending enough time with me, anyone I you know discuss this with is the most important thing is my family. As much as I want to strangle them, and as much as my mom can hear me say that, yes, I want to strangle you. Um, there's a love, and I feel like we all have this feeling. There's a love and appreciation yeah. for the people that you've known the longest, and it's it's very hard for you to kind of to 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 accept their flaws because you at times go you can be better or you can be better and that's you know I don't know if it's you projecting or whatever the situation is whatever you know cause for you to feel that way you feel that way and it's a very strong intense feeling when you're just like just get it just just uh, just help me here help me help you so that you have that feeling and when I listened to when I listened to that song I was I believe I was starting the blog and starting uh, Meet Kev. And I was, again, I was like, okay. I've never really felt shame about sharing my family's business. It's their fault. You know, they... they <laughs> um, 
Um, (laughs) 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 I don't share my family business like that, but like, I, I love to, I love to share the things that I've learned from my Mm. experience in general Mm. and hearing that gave me that reassurance, gave me that strength, gave me that fire to kind of say, do you know what? Yeah. Throw these fuckers under the bus. It's perfectly okay. But as long as you make it look good or make it sound good. Um, wow. And of course, I'm messing around. <laughs> it, it, it really did. It really did empower. No, but it really did empower me because it it allowed me to 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 formulate my words, to no my thoughts rather. Um, it allowed me to really accept that. Okay. You, you are that person who, you know, a lot of this burden is on. You are that mm-hmm. person who has to, we've all seen it everywhere, break the generational curse. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you are that person. And it's as much as you wanna, want to express to your you know, family and uh, intermediate friends, okay, this is really how I feel. At times you feel they don't really understand mm-hmm. what's going on. They just kind of go, yeah, but you're you're doing this and you're doing that and you're getting paid for this and, and I'm like I'm depressed. Just just help me. I'm depressed just right now in this moment. Just talk to me. Yeah. And yeah, family matters is it was just that for me. Uh, and the fact that I'm really struggling to find my words right now just really reminds me of how much I really love that song. Because mm-hmm. this is this this is this is someone just being themselves and really just going yeah so that helps me creatively all the time every time i see someone else go do you know fuck it this is this is what i believe in this is me there you go i'm gonna take that and i'm gonna do this thing that's it i want to i want to like go into like because as writing as well for me like you've heard you've heard some of my stuff it's Mm -hmm. it's more about learning it's learning about who you are and the journey that you take on that mm-hmm. like for mm-hmm. me anyway as a writer um and i always I, I also think that like in terms of playwrights as well i think there's aspects of themselves that come out subconsciously in their work and they learn about themselves within each character i think mm-hmm. that that i think that's prevalent and underlined there do you did would your would you say that your journey with writing has helped you understand yourself a lot better and yeah, most definitely, uh, and it's it's always funny to me because I, I I read my first book in 2017. I you know I started writing in 2017 when I had to adapt a short story into a play uh, for it was either you know university it was either you no 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 sorry not 2017 was it 2017 it was 2017 I hated uni that much. Um, <laughs> so the 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 final, year, the final year we yeah we had to it was have a dissertation direct something and adapt a short story and I was like which one's the easiest and they're like adapt a... was... oh oh hold on Lawrence it. if you can still hear us mm-hmm. for your internet's freaking out yeah. sorry I can still hear you. Cool. My internet's freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. Give it one second. Oh, Hopefully gosh. it catches up. <laughs> All right. We're back in. 
more good. All right. I, I don't know what happened. We're back. We're back. What back. are we talking about? The last thing you said was, what's the easiest to adapt in, in short stories? That's the last thing you said. Then it went loopy. Oh, yeah. So the, the, I asked, you know, the, uh, my professor at the time said, like, which one's the easiest? And he was like, <laughs> it was a long conversation, but we ended up deciding to do, well, I decided to do uh, script writing. And so, you know, me being me, never really gave a shit about education, um, literally since I got here. Uh, I left it till the very last minute, as in it was like nine hours before deadline. And bearing in mind, this is, I believe, so 60% of my, of my final grade for that module. And my excuse is, you know, I, had, I was going through a lot of shit. Uh, so I remember running, running to the... It was like a post box. I can't remember what it's called again, but we have to, that's where we handed in our like assignments and stuff. I remember just run, I missed the deadline and they tend to close it at like 2 a.m. or something. Why am I telling all this story? Anyway, got there, handed it in. I got my results back. I was like, wow, I am surprised because I got a 2-1 for it, a high 2-1. And this was something that I managed to do in less than nine hours. And I, believe, I remember having a conversation Whoever's doing Need for Speed outside someone's house, they need to stop. <laughs> um, so, <Yeah>, that's me. <laughs> uh, so, sorry, so I couldn't. It was too loud. Uh, so I remember I got, got the feedback, and I remember having a conversation with Stephen, my professor, and he was like, "You know, you have a, a good understanding for natural conversation," and I was like, "Okay, cool. I, I got two one. That's really all I care about." And I remember it wasn't until I graduated, came back and I was like, oh, what am I actually going to do with this drama degree? Uh, couldn't find anything. And I said, okay, cool, whatever. Didn't pay much attention, didn't really do much. And then I started writing like my first play, which I still haven't completed. And it, this is in 2017, by the way. So I started still working on it. And I realized the things that I was writing about or the characters I was writing about and the stories I was telling was something that we talked about earlier on about just the collective experience of being, I guess, a black person from N mm -hmm. or just being a black in any society. Mm. Oh, has the internet gone again? So, <laughs> off that point, talk to us about your writing and how that came about. Uh, so... Sorry, <laughs> I tried to pretend we didn't just have all of that. Um, I, <laughs> how did I get into, uh, into writing? Mm -hmm. It was in university, so my final year. Uh, we had a choice of doing a dissertation. Um, I can't remember the second option because I didn't want to do it. And the third option was to adapt a short play uh, into, no, a short story into a, a short play, a 20-minute play. And that seemed to be the easiest one. So I decided, okay, do you know what? I'm going to go for that. And still, with the understanding that it was 60% of my final grade, I still kept it to last minute. And when I finally did it, I didn't actually adapt the short story. I just took the names, took, um, what the hell was it? I took the, because what was the name of the play? I just remember it was set in a terrace house. So I took that idea, I took the names of the characters, and I just wrote my own stuff. And 
Hey. Yeah, which you did. Um, and I, you know, handed it in late. Uh, and I remember getting the the results back, looking through the feedback, and I was like, "Oh, first I got two one, which was I, you know, I was very surprised about because that was the first time I'd written anything." Hmm. And I was like, "Oh, this is that's good." You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not fussed about this. And then we had the meeting, and I remember my my lecturer just telling me about how. You, you know, you're saying to me, I have a natural understanding for, they have a good understanding for natural conversations. And I was like, I mean, in, at that point in time, it didn't really mean much to me, but I, I remembered that because the more I kept writing, uh, the more I was able to, I guess, articulate my thoughts in my words and to really see myself reflected on paper and, you know, on screen. I was like, wow, okay, I, I get what Stephen meant by the natural conversations and all these things, because there's a lot that I clearly want to talk about. And so from then, I kind of just said, you know, this is something that I enjoy. This is something that makes me feel good. And this is something that allows me, like I said, to articulate my thoughts. So I started writing, I guess I would say 2017, wasn't consistent with it until about probably the start of this year. And I think that's when I started my blog. Well, that's when I returned to my blog and I started Meet Kev and I was like, yeah, let's let's go with it. Let's enjoy it. And yeah, mm. just for the people, then, do you want to talk about just quickly plug the blog and Meet Kev and what those are about? Uh, yes. So my blog is uh, Itan, which is I-T-A-N, Iyanu, I-Y-A-N-U dot blog, uh, which link in the description. <laughs> which uh, means uh, Yanu's story. So my Nigerian name is Yanu. I was born and raised there. Uh, spent eight years of my life there, and then this, you know, I was about to say I decided to come here. As a <laughs> um, my parents brought me here, and it was so. With with coming here, I soon realised that I'd have to adjust to obviously the the new culture, and you know, didn't, didn't great get much help uh, from family but it was something that just naturally came about and uh, so with the name the reason why I chose the, the name of the blog was because I there's a part of me that feels well I know there's a blur between who I am now and I guess the life that I lived in Nigeria for for reasons that I that I try to explore in my writing um, very personal things and very like trigger uh i don't know what the word is but anyway so created the blog and i thought let me just waffle let me just write and just see where this goes essentially and i started writing about myself and slowly i was like okay i get an idea or a sense of what i want to write about and how i want to write about it so with the blog Yanu is is essentially pieces that are is a collection of writings that always come in fours essentially four is like my lucky number and i wrote uh, an introduction uh, which was essentially the first piece was detailing my experience at the dentist they all have like an underlying meaning to my writings so first first one was uh, you know experience at the dentist second one was written in a set in my in my workplace at school and written in a format of a script but with obvious 
you know, changes and rule breakings, which is something that I was like, okay, I'm aware of this. This isn't necessarily how you write a play, but I'm going to do it regardless. So I wrote it in that format. The third format was a letter to self. And then the fourth and final format was just a, essentially me pouring out my heart, I felt. And then from then I took a break and then I returned with Meet Kev, which is an introduction to a whole big world that I'm going to create essentially and again it's following four different formats there's 20 you know pieces of writing and I'm on the final week I'm very sad about that but I'm on the final week of writing that um and oh my god it's very I don't know why I'm finding it hard to to articulate my words here (laughs) but my blog is essentially uh an introspective view that I have you know of the world essentially and they're all explored you know through so many different characters and these characters will not only stay on my blog that you know I have uh, spoken word pieces that will for example my letters will naturally turn into spoken word pieces the monologues I'm working on something again I want to disclose that yet but I'm working on something to develop, develop that into arena uh the, the script obviously naturally that's gonna turn into a play and the haiku that's just there i just i just like the haiku and i was like oh this is good i'm gonna try that so my blog is is it's hard to explain but it's it's fun to read yes I blame I blame the technical difficulty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Alright. So, uh, as mad as all that is, we still got one last song to discuss. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, uh, shit. I know, I know, but it's okay because this is the song that we picked for our guests. Um, the song yeah. that we chose for Lawrence to listen to was "Have You Ever Heard a Love Song on Drill" by Isol. So, uh, Lawrence, what are your thoughts on this song? Um, it's I played <laughs> funny enough I heard it way before you guys said it and I, I remember I remember I was with a friend of mine in Southampton and I think I, I'd heard it the day before and I remember whilst we were getting up there no whilst we got there I remember playing it in the hotel and I was like hey, hey yo listen to this real quick and I remember we were just I, I enjoy the song because mm. I, I see it as a bold um, a bold step taken by a, you know i don't know how old the guy is but he looks mm-hmm. fairly young mm-hmm. because you know we understand what well let me not say we understand what drill is but we you know the most most recent types of drills i don't listen to drill but the types of song you hear about drill you know very uh i don't know what the word is but violent for lack of a better term mm-hmm. and now hearing this i was like is he singing on a on the drill beat. <laughs> that was my first reaction. I was like, mm. really? But I, you know, I listened. I was like, okay, he's he's riding the beat, which you know, mm, I, it I'm works, always a fan of. Yeah, I'm like, as long as you have rhythm, I'm I'm good with that. And you know, the lyrics weren't to my taste, but it was a fun, mm-hmm. catchy song. And yeah, I just remember going, okay, cool. After like a day or two, I'm probably never going to listen to this again. But I like him <laughs> for doing that, and I hope he does more of that, really, because mm. um, it's it's breaking you know, the barriers, essentially. And, yeah. I feel like Drill's one of the genres that's coming out with, like, the most genre experimentation. Experimentating? Experimentation. Mm. 
um, mm-hmm. at the moment. I don't know if it's that's just because it's like it's more of a newer genre over here mm-hmm. in the UK, um, and therefore people are like, "Oh, what can we do with it?" And there's more of just a general consensus to be like, "Yeah, this is something we can try." Or if there's something about the genre, like fundamentally, technically, that allows it mm-hmm. to be explored a lot more. But it's a really interesting time. Like, even you look at, we've discussed it before on the show, but Heady One's album with Fred again. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. oh, who was the other you? I love that album. Mm-hmm. I really like yeah. it as well. I was so disappointed that it got slated. Yeah, uh, yeah. We know why, though. We know why, but. Yeah, it was because yeah. people were fickle. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, mm-hmm. um, what were you going to say? I can't remember what the other album was. But... There's another dude as well that's like explaining a bunch of. Drill, but I can't remember his name for the life of me. I know I won't remember it. So shout out to you if you know who you are. But I want to say Blanco, but I don't know. I don't necessarily know if it is Blanco. Probably. But yeah, I feel like I... Blanco is one of those people. Yeah. Doing yeah. 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 Even like AJ Tracy and, you know, um, well, we all know Stormzy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because have you heard their, their most recent track is Heady One? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, ooh, this is <laughs> yo. I tell you, Heady One does not take a break, does he? This guy is dropping tracks consistently. Yeah, well, his album comes out like next week or the week after. Yeah, I know. So he only by dropped... the time you don't see this, it's probably going to be out. Yeah, he only dropped the EP like what a couple of months ago. Like He's dropping more tunes than Drake, bro. Didn't Music Next Row come out? Music Row come out this year? Was it this year? Possibly, I think it might have been the start of this year. Yeah. I'm gonna check. I'm sure it was this year, like early this year. Mm. Mm. Boy, mm. boy, do you know what? Oh, but yeah, man, consistency, we love it. 2019, end of 2019. Oh, end of 2019. 2019. Okay. Uh, either way, that's, that's still, still very, that's still yeah. very consistent. Recent. Two albums yeah. in a year. Well, yeah. in the span of a year. Aruna, I think this track is a wavy track. Do you know what? I'm trying to convert my boy who hates, who hates R and B. Doesn't want to hear nothing of R and B. Doesn't want to even yeah. want to sing Usher Confessions. You know who wow. you are. You know who you are. And I sent this song to him, and he was wow. like two out of ten, and it broke my heart. It... <laughs> How can you be so anti R and B like that? That is such a stance. It's fine. Listen, the people know that we just have to call up Dippo. Call up Dippo. R and B warrior. <laughs> But what do you think about like um drill being all right for a lack of a better word but softer because when you're talking like we know drill as mm-hmm. straight killer music and that's just like it's brutal like if we're looking at Chicago that's the origins of it right mm-hmm. they are yeah. journaling what's happened in their life and what they've seen mm-hmm. and that's what we're seeing here so what do we think about like that turning into our R&B genre? Like for for me personally, yeah, like I I feel like what what you said was very interesting the fact that you said it's these lot journaling what's happened and their personal experiences, which I which I feel like with drill kind of gave it the shtick it's gotten over mm. the past couple of years, you know what I mean? It's the fact that like people are saying stuff that they've seen and been through and potentially done. Mm. Um but at the same time it's like they're not, some of them anyway, aren't necessarily in those circles anymore. And if they are, they're not really on doing anything at all anymore. Mm. And it's more about the artistry of it. And I feel like that's why for me, it's really exciting when you get like Heady One and Fred Again tracks, Ice Song tracks, um, mm. Blanco tracks, 
I, I know who you're talking about then, but I can't remember his name. Um, but those kind of tracks where, where you're experimenting with the sound of it because it's like, I'm taking my experience of it and yeah, you don't understand the format of it, yeah. but I can still spin it because at the end of the day, I'm an artist now and that's yeah. what my calling is. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. if I really wanted to tell you about Drillions, I could do it in mm. person mm. without being on badness. Do you know what I mean? Actually, yeah. so for me, I feel like, and I also think it's really important that, because like, remember there was a point a couple of years back where the government were actively trying to ban drill. Like oh yeah. Actively trying to ban it. Yeah. And it wasn't until Russ came out of gun lean that everyone was like, oh shit, okay. If I spin it, I can get away with it. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. And I feel like that was ironically the best thing to happen to drill. Because mm. if that didn't happen, I feel like we would have been artistically anyway, stuck in a different, a different time period of it. It would still be very much like the old school Chief Keef mm. style of drill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. So I think it's good. I think it's good. Personally. Nice, yeah. What do you think about the track though? Did you pick it, guys? Uh, oh, uh, I picked oh, it. Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. No, I, 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 again, I, I, like I said, it was a good track. I don't follow Drill that well to, to I guess, have uh, more to say about it. Besides, I feel it's just an artist saying, Do you know what? I like this beat. I want to mm-hmm. sing over it. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it is a simple thing. no, but yeah. it sometimes yeah. it is that simple. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's like oh, I can do something with this and like change it up. I mean that's like that's what art is about. Like we mm-hmm. see people yeah. bend it and change it. And that's exactly. what it that's is. It. I exactly. I know the rules. If you learn the rules, you can break them. That's it. That's it. So. That's it. I feel like that's why I picked this song as well for, for this episode. Is because like after you sent me all of your songs and stuff through, like and listening to them. I just knowing you as a person, I felt like that song reminded me of you because you're someone that likes to bend and break rules. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> I, thought, I, thought I was about to say that loves to sing love songs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, but it's just the way that yeah, like the genre bending nature of it just reminded me mm. of you in the sense that like you're someone that likes to mess about and play around with stuff and stuff and and feel confident enough to do so and bold enough to do so. So yeah, thank you. you. But no not worries. bold enough to express my my blog in simple terms. That's but fine, because you plug it magnificently, <laughs> and the people will see it. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Thank you, thank you, thank you. No worries. Uh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming on, my guy. Yeah. Thank you very much and, for having uh, me, man. You can catch Lawrence on our post show, The Wheel Up, which is after this. Mm-hmm. Currently... It's free. It yeah. might not be free. When you see it, we'll find out. <laughs> Season two, you're probably going to have to pay for it. Currently, it's free. So if you're watching it and it's free, big ups to like, you. Well now, if you're watching it and you pay for it, big ups to you. If you're watching it when it's free, this shit's not free. So can you help us, please? Um, but yeah, big up lights every time, my guy. Uh, <laughs> that's my sales pitch. <laughs> You can see it's going swimmingly for us. Like you like the money, pay. It's cash. <laughs> I like it. It works. It works. It works. Um, it works. Um, oh, where can the people find you? We've not done that. Oh yeah, yeah, real quick. Um. Oh crap. Sorry. Once I'll have to. I don't know my my app. Your Too many handles. Says I underscore at I, I, I underscore. It's two underscores though, I believe. Oh yeah, two underscores. No, I changed it recently. Like I've oh. had I've had my uh, old account for like years. I'm saying like eight years. Mm. And I was like, 
you know what? I'm tired of this name. I want to change it. Uh, and it was relating to my blog. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, you know what? I, double underscore, I-T-A-N, you know. Um, you know, ask me what that means. Not a clue. But, yeah. <laughs> there you have it, folks. I'm joking. But, yeah, so that's it. And, um, yeah, that's the only place you can find me. And actually, no, sorry, my my writing uh, Insta page is E-T-U-N-I-Y-A-N-U. So just the spelling on my blog, but with an E at the start instead of an I. Amazing. The links will be in the description. Yeah. 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 Thank you very much. Yeah. We out. Wow. Yeah. I can't change my energy, can't fake it when I'm with you. I feel I can fly, yeah, fly, yeah, fly, yeah, fly. Yeah. And if this goes and we fall into a stasis, not rugby, you won't yeah. tackle my yeah. pride. Fat pride, white pride, white pride, white pride.